Hello, friends. This is Kirk Henderson and Josh Bo coming to you on two, no, Wednesday. What day is it? It is Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday, Tuesday, November 2nd. Uh, the Mavericks just completed and lost a game to the Miami Heat, 125-110. to 110. Um, On the one hand, I felt like for missing two rotation players, the Mavericks played a pretty good game. Uh, on the other hand, it is now their third straight national television game uh, where they got waxed in the end, and they have lost all, all three of their games this season by an average of 24 points, which um, science will tell you is bad. Uh, Josh, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Um, I was actually fairly pleased with the first half. I think the Mavericks played about as well as you can expect them to play without Kleba, without Kristaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think they just ran out of gas. Like, you know, I think they just kind of ran out of gas. Um, Miami shot making was really good. Yeah. Um, Miami's I mean, really they're, good. <laughs> they're, they're kind of a, a team I really would have liked to see Porzingis against because if they're to do anything defensively, the kind of decisions Miami was forcing Dallas to make, Porzingis would have made those decisions a little easier, I think, for the Mavericks because he covers more ground. Um, Dwight Powell just, I mean, he got guy plays so hard and he just doesn't, he might as well be a paper mache balloon when he's in the lane. Watching how much he just gets knocked out of the way um, is very, is, is, it's not disheartening because again, he's trying so hard, but it's just, it's not what he does. And the Mavericks had to rely on him a lot. And then they had to go to Willie Cauley Stein, who is just a breathtaking waste of athletic talent who does not try hard. And it is, you know, I think even the Mavericks were kind of tired of him. Uh, some of the things he did both on offense and some of the things he didn't do on defense uh, just really belie. I don't understand why he plays, to be honest. I would rather see a Moses Brown mistake than a Willie Cauley Stein mistake because Moses could learn and improve and change. Whereas Willie just, he's, he's, he is who he is. He is, he's a, bu- a bundle of athletic talent that doesn't have any drive. Um, I, I don't know. It, you know. It's, it's one of those games where you walk away and you see just that the Mavericks are not, they're not good enough um, is, is where I came away from. I felt, I don't really think that anyone on the roster down the line really had a, a poor game. Um, Except for the big men. Big men, yeah, yeah. You but know, he, and, and, we just talked about Collie Stein being terrible. Well, the rest of those, yeah, the rest yeah. of the guys. It's, it's you know, Tar- Tim Hardaway Jr. had a pretty, you know, he hit some early shots and then just couldn't find anything. Um, Luca, I don't know what to say about Luca, guys. I'm seeing a Luka Doncic that um, is still working himself into shape. He's working way too hard for shots. And I don't know what the Mavericks are supposed to do other than get better players so that he can find easier shots. You know, five assists. I bet I bet he probably had 15 potential assists tonight that guys just didn't hit shots off of. Yeah, Miami had zero respect for anyone on this roster that wasn't Luka. Uh, mm-hmm. And that became more and more evident in the second half. I mean, they were they were trapping pick and rolls and they, you know, Dorian was setting screen, you know, they had a couple possessions in the second half where Dorian was setting screens and the Heat were like, all right, cool. Thank you. Uh, we will let Dorian Smith catch the ball at the three-point line 
uh, as opposed to Luca doing crazy things. So mm-hmm. they just trapped Luca, and Luca, you know, to his credit, you know, Luca only had three turnovers for as much as you know he was handling the ball. So like Luca yeah. wasn't necessarily sloppy. Like he made the right pass, he made the right reads all night. It's just you know, I felt you that got look heat... at this. You, you got two guys in the starting lineup that combined for you know that played almost you know a combined. 60 minutes and they scored 14 points like it's just it's just tough when you've got an offensively deficient kind of guys that litter the roster makes it really easy to uh to double team yeah and i felt that the heat were sending doubles at really i bet that that's going to be a model for teams that have the personnel to do it because he got trapped in the short corner a couple of times while probing and there was at least twice where there were two and a half defenders on Luca, where two were trapping and a third was shading the paint and there were no Mavericks moving. That sort of thing can't happen. And I, I was really curious because the Mavericks didn't really adjust and it, it, it's not disheartening. It's just kind of confusing because the only real way to beat the Mavericks soundly is to make other players beat beat them. And if you're going to force the ball out of Luca's hands, you have to have someone else besides Brunson willing to attack. I mean, a little bit of an off night for shot making for some people. Um, Bullock was three of seven, but boy, did he not feel three of seven. Brown is, is <laughs> yeah. I mean, I earnestly don't remember any of Bullock's shots. I was doing some real work during this game. I feel like just... I only saw his misses. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I mean, Bert, like, like going, I mean, Brown is two of 13 this season, uh, uh, Sterling Brown. Um, and then like, like it was a really rough Frank Nilakina game from three. He was over five, kind of a regression to the mean game for him. Um, you, you go through the lineup, Josh Green got four minutes where he was a negative six uh, on the floor, just a really really functionally useless basketball player right now i don't really think it's fair to judge him against the heat because the heat are pretty good but it's just you know you go down the lineup and they played a ton of guys and nobody really did anything uh, yeah. outside of brunson and luca and yeah. i i yeah. yeah it's tough for the bit you know when luca's not when brunson's not coming off the bench like where are they getting points when guy when when guys sit like it's you know brunson mm-hmm. was really the only thing holding the bench together uh and you and i don't I'm not trying to say uh, starting Brunson was a bad idea. I actually thought starting Brunson was a good idea. I was wondering how long it was going to take because I think Brunson was kind of forcing himself into the lineup because he was one of the few Mavericks this season that seems to be consistently playing well. I think he's only had really one bad game, uh, the Denver game. And at a certain point, like I know there's matchups and and size and do you start too big? Like at a certain point, it's like, whatever, let's just get, our five best players playing as many minutes as possible together so that you can just kind of power through some of this, you know, early season ugliness that they're, that they're seeing with this crazy, horrible shot making that they're experiencing, you know, with Bullock slumping and Hardaway's now played, I think three poor games in a row. Um, Finney Smith finally had like a good shooting game, but he didn't shoot a lot, um, which is, you know, whatever, but, uh, they just they're just missing a lot of shots right now uh and so you kind of have like what it just feels like a waste to play Brunson off the bench you got to kind of ride this uh he I mean he was the reason why the game didn't get more out of hand I think yeah. we're we're approaching a 20 point lead and Brunson toward the end of that third quarter went on a crate like I mean just single-handedly just went on a run like just 
ice like not even like sets just pure isolation one-on-one beating man off the dribble scoring over help defense he had 21 through three quarters and unfortunately he only finished with 25 i feel like the fourth quarter i did not see a lot of brunson uh i felt like he was standing in the corner for a lot of luca possessions and that was a little disappointing like it would have been yeah. cool uh to see some more dynamics dynamics in there um what really stuck out to me, Kirk, I know I've been rambling a little bit. That's but all right. Watching Brunson and Luca on the floor in the fourth quarter and watching Luca dribble the ball with Brunson sitting in the corner. And meanwhile, on the other end of the floor, I'm seeing Jimmy Butler set picks for Kyle yep. Lowry. And it just made me realize like how far the Mavericks have to go talent-wise and just that there's still another there's another tick uh, of development left for you know Luca in terms of being able to do some things that aren't involving him dominating the ball. I'm again, mm-hmm. I'm not saying the Mavericks lost this game because he dominated the ball. Like what else was he supposed to do? No, but there's little yeah. moments where yeah. he it's, it's the different, like there was a play it involved Lucas setting a cross screen for Tim uh, Hardaway jr. And it's basically to free Luca up for a post up mm-hmm. and you bet your ass Lucas set that screen hard and there's foul called. And when the play doesn't involve Luca as a second look or as an immediate look, he does not move well. And anybody that's played basketball ever understands that you sort of have to, like, you have to sell some aspect of your motion. Otherwise, the defense doesn't guard it. And I'm not really, like, I don't know how to feel about any of these plays. I thought posting up Jimmy Butler was kind of stupid tonight. I, I felt a little bit of what the Mavericks were forcing didn't work at times. But if if Luca's going to, he needs to buy in a little more with some of this stuff. Like I don't necessarily, I've mentioned this on podcast previously. I don't think it's really going to work because of just the way the team's built. But you could at least give us some some a solid, you know, the old college try from time to time, and it's just. The off-ball stuff with him is just wildly different. Like, there's there was this sort of silly – not silly. I don't want to disrespect anybody. There's this interesting online conversation about DeMar DeRozan for, like, the past 24 hours. we got to get out of the way that the Mavericks were not interested in DeMar DeRozan. So, if you want to take up with me or Josh, take your take your uh, your complaints to Dallas owner Mark Cuban. What we say, nobody fucking cares about. So, get off your high horse complaining about what I think about a player and take it to the owner who had no interest. But if DeMar DeRozan or someone else is on this Mavericks team, Luca would still be loafing around. Because, like, like you watch what, what um, Zach Levine does off ball, it is a completely different planet than what Luca does. So if, if the Mavericks are committed to this off ball movement, they need to get him to commit to it. Yeah, definitely. And it's a chicken, is it, it feels a little chicken or egg scenario. Like, is it something that Luca needs to buy into, or is it something that he'll buy into when the roster is is good enough? Like, I'm just curious. I think I know the answer, and I think it's maybe the former more than the latter. But who yeah. knows if it's better if he feels like there's a guy on the roster that can that he feels like he can give the ball up to, and things can go well. Because you know, whenever he gives the ball up and it's a possession where he's not involved, like he, he just looks so dejected. Like he just kind of knows. And what's really funny is that that's what kind of happens. Like, he, you know, like how many times have we seen him slump his shoulders or shake his head when Dorian catches the ball and drives the free throw line and, and clanks, you know, a runner yeah. or like a short jump. Like it feels like a self-defeating kind of prophecy yeah. there. Uh, but it does. And, again, and just watching some of these early games, like, 
the the John Collins and the the Bam Adebayo, which look, I understand they're like mid lottery picks, and Dwight Powell's second rounder, but it's just sort of of nailed to me the importance of um a real a real role man for for Luca. I know Powell has some great advanced stats, but unless that guy's catching it at the rim, the shots that he puts up are wild. Oh well. And this was another game I think that. Uh... You know, just missing Kristaps standing on the floor. Uh, I think this is just like, say what you will about him shooting and, you know, the disappointment he's shown at times on the offensive end. It's crazy the night and day difference he has on the offensive spacing. Uh, yep. And that's, they can't replace that. Even when Kleba's on the floor, like he just does not. Which is funny because Kleba's a better shooter. Yeah. But teams just don't treat him like they treat. They treat Kristop, so uh, they play tomorrow night. Let's see if that back is ready because uh, they. Re- I think it will Kristaps be. Is shooting thirty percent, like they need like, the spacing. It, we, we've not really touched upon Porzingis, and I think before we close out, we should at least like touch touch on it. If he's missed four games in a row, more than half the season at this point with back tightness. Um, if he misses tomorrow night's game, then I sound an actual alarm. Uh, I've been very concerned. I'm not upset with him. A lot of Mavs fans are like really upset with him. And guys, he wants to play. He's not being cleared by medical. Where I am upset with him is he's hurting himself in the ways that are really obvious. Seven foot three dudes need to land on two feet. He needs to finish dunks. He's hurt. He's hurt himself on these dunks. Like for anybody who like I used to be able to dunk a long time ago, miss dunks hurt (laughs) and i hope he comes back tomorrow night and looks passable he doesn't need to be outstanding passable porzingis changes this team so yeah Yeah, i agree i'm sorry i'm just kind of at a loss i don't really like this is no max no kp it's disappointing that they kind of ran out of gas at the end of the game you know they came out so well i mean they i mean this they haven't lost a lot of games after leading after the first quarter, right? Like this is kind of a rare result for them. They led 30 to 24 after the first quarter. Yeah. And then they kind of got the doors blown off them. Yeah. The shooting was really wild for Miami and you know, they're built for it. Um, I know there's, there's probably going to be, there's going to be a big emphasis on the fact that Miami shot 13 to 25 from three. And I think that that is clearly the, the difference, but it's, there's, there's things you can take away. I mean, the, the Mavericks only had six turnovers in an entire basketball game. Like, they they played – there's things I think they can improve on. But Tonight I felt still, like a talent loss. Yeah, of just like an it, effort it, it, or mm-hmm. execution loss. Yeah, yeah I, th- I, th- I think that's right. I think that's right. There's going to be a lot of, like, Kyle Lowry discussion. Her all about Vulgaris posted, you know – do, would Kyle Lowry make this team that much better, meaning the Mavericks? And of course, a bunch of Mavericks fans, if you read through his replies, are like, no, not really. And I'm just like, I, sometimes I don't know what the hell our fans like. Like, I really, people who listen to this podcast are either masochists or people that really like basketball, but I need the more casual Mavs fans to like watch some hoops for Christ's sakes, like, and stop buying all the crap that the team sells about how oh it's going to be internal improvement and things like that no no the mavericks are 
have a superstar talent and the next, you know, there there's probably two other guys on the the two to three guys in the roster that would make most teams top eight. And that's kind of where it stops. So yep. yep. All right. Well, you and I should talk again tomorrow night because I'm covering yeah. the Spurs game and it's a normal time game. And you and I will be back. I'm gonna record a green room real quick after this and just kind of get um get some people's opinions and then It'll be on the back half of this podcast, so don't clog your podcast feed. Um, Josh, you got anything else before we get out of here? No, that's okay. It's back-to-back. Let's rest up. All right, guys. <laughs> this has been Kirk and Josh. Everybody have a good third Wednesday. <laughs> Bye, guys. Hello, friends. Kirk Henderson here. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball Group Therapy. Coming to you on Tuesday night at about 9.30. Mavericks just fell to the heat, uh, 125 to 110. Uh, sorry I wasn't around for the Halloween one. Just between the game in the afternoon, or in the afternoon, then trick-or-treating, and then I was just wiped. Plus, I mean, there wasn't really much to say. It was a, a good win against a team that didn't shoot the ball very well uh, in, in Sacramento. So, come here tonight, and... I don't really know. That that loss didn't really move the needle much for me. A win would have been nice, but without Porzingis uh, and without Kleba, who are our two interior defensive presence, this game sort of felt written in the stars as a loss. Um, there's always things you can take away, things that you don't want to see. For example, I don't want to see Willie Cauley-Stein anymore. I'm tired of seeing the the Mr. Sunday Scaries. Um, and his, his, you know, constantly lax ass, you know, meandering and passing out of dunk attempts and bringing the ball to his waist. I don't, I don't need to see it anymore. Um, he is just such an amazing lack or a waste of, of athletic uh, talent. I just, I'm not interested in him anymore, but beyond that, the heater better. Um, and it kind of, what we've seen now is through the three losses have all been to playoff teams and they've all been waxing the Mavs. And I suppose it's good to know that there's, you know, work to be done. Um, on the other hand, I'm not entirely seeing at the moment where the Mavs get more or get better. Um, Jalen Brunson can only play like a starter for so long. I think they are asking too much of him over the long haul, though I'm really loving his play. Uh, I would love to see Luca. Um, you know, by February when Luca's in shape, maybe it'll be more fun. He's just really labored right now, despite being pretty effective. Um, and guys are missing a lot of shots from him, which is just something I've gotten used to. So past that, I suppose we should open up the uh, open up the floor to thoughts and questions. Um, I want to keep this about a half hour. If you guys don't mind, I want to go, you know, hang out with my wife a little bit. So let's bring up... Brandon, how you doing tonight, Brandon? Hey, Kirk, can you hear me? I can. You said- Thank you. I always got to, to check on this app. Sure. Um, so, I, honestly, I'm not mad about this loss. Uh, I mean, you covered it. Like, we pro- it was kind of a scheduled loss with all the injuries. Yeah. They're a really good team. You, it's hard to win when they shoot 54% from three. We shoot 34%. They're positive. Yeah, they took some really good shots and just just buried a lot of really kind of back-breaking shots at rough moments to, like, inch their lead up. Yeah. Uh, former future Maverick Kyle Lowry was amazing tonight. <laughs> um, so, 
again, I'm not mad at the at the actual loss itself, but I, I am at my wits end at this fucking roster. Um, sure. I, I mean, and I, I don't blame Nico or anything. Like it, it's his job to, you know, right. But they weren't going to fix. They weren't going to fix the. Exactly, but I mean, it is his job now to you know get us out of this hole that Donnie and Bob dug us in. I mean, our failures from eighteen trading away Harrison Barnes for cap space that we chose not to use. Um, I, I mean, yeah, you re-signed Maxi and Dorian to you know like twelve or thirteen million dollars a year, but then that's completely fucking negated when you paid Dwight Powell, who at best should get twelve minutes a game in a regular season, is unplayable in the playoffs like the same amount of money per year. I mean, we are paying something close to, if not maybe over, I didn't do the exact like down to the number math, but like $60 million for our six centers. And like one of them <laughs> is good and dependable. And he's hurt right now. Maxi, the only other good one only plays 60% of the games and he makes up half that fucking money. Uh, I mean, Boban is a cute mascot. You know, he's cheap. Moses is cheap. Not worried about them. But you mentioned it. Eject Willie Cauley-Stein into the fucking sun. I never want to see him play for my team ever again. He... I mean, like, they they botched some sort of trade because they didn't intend it. There's no way they intended to have him on the roster. No, I I completely agree. (laughs) I I, I think it has to be the Toronto trade. I I know that there's holdups with Dwight Powell. Like, if Dwight Powell is holding up a trade, you are doing something wrong. Dwight Powell is nothing. I mean, I don't know what there, if there was a holdup, because it's like you go through these, these assets and we talk ourselves into these guys being good and meaning we, the collective fan base, doesn't matter who, like, I was never in on Terry. I've never been in on green. So it's like uh, anyone that was telling me all oh, these guys are going to be part of the, part of the trade. I, I never really got it because they're not good at basketball. Um, and so it's like, maybe there never really was an ideal package uh, for, for, for that. But I hear what you're saying. It's it's very frustrating watching that watching that that back end. That that happens when you have two of your top probably eight rotation guys. Right, and again, like you said, our only two rim protectors were both out tonight. So, like again, that that's expected. But Willie Cauley Stein, again, I'm just I got to get on this rant. You were drafted to be the you know prototypical Tyson Chandler rim running, shot blocking, rebounding big man. Don't do anything too much. And all he wants to fucking do is if he manages to actually catch a lob pass for once, catch it in the restricted area, bring it down, and either he travels, he throws an errant pass, or if it does happen to actually hit a teammate, it's a contested three-pointer shot when you could have just gone up or, you know, never brought the fucking ball down in the first place. Sorry, I'm swearing so much. He just pisses me (laughs) off so much. Sorry, I've been there. And just dunk the ball. Oh, but turns out he only shoots like 65% on dunks. So I don't know. Uh, $15 million between him and Powell for some of the worst centers in the league. Like Powell is a one trick pony on, you know, finishing rim runs. And he's not even doing that that very well. He's not getting many attempts there, which is not entirely on him. Um, You know, spacing has not been ideal. So there's three defenders for two Mavericks offensive players every time. And then if, you know, he catches the ball, he doesn't finish and gets fouled. He's breaking all the free throws. Like he, 
And then outside of that, he provides zero value. Actually, not zero, negative value literally everywhere else on the court. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Well, you got anything else? Because I'm going to hustle through some folks. No, no, I just had to get that off my chest. This roster is a fucking embarrassment. Um, Trade at this point. Good news. You get to watch them play and. You get to watch them play in 22 hours, so get excited. <laughs> yeah, All right, man. I'll that, see that's you. the thing. I will be here that's watching right. them. That's right. Talk soon, Thank Brandon. You. Have a good night. All right. Coming up next, we got Christian. How you doing, Christian? Uh, I mean, frustrated and, you know, it, not that it's super upsetting because, you know, the Heat look, you know, fantastic. He looked good. Yeah. Yeah. That defense, I mean, I don't know if Kyle Lowry will shoot, you know, from beyond the arc like that uh, very much. But it was, uh, you know, I, I don't want to keep beating the points of, like, I mean, I I can't watch Dwight Powell play anymore. I feel like Willie Cauley-Stein might be the most uncoordinated NBA player. See, in the I, like, he, he just doesn't use his athleticism in a meaningful way. I mean, that guy was a high school wide receiver in football. He has, he's really fast. He has them like those YouTube videos we all make fun of. Like he's pretty skilled. It's just, he doesn't use any power. He doesn't play with any size. Like my favorite thing, you know, if anybody that, that plays pickup is you can always tell like, like which like guard guy wishes he was like four inches taller because he could just like rock the room if he's like, ah, five that size. And like, like there's a lot of big guys just don't ever learn to play hard. It's it's a real it's really surprising, and he's been this way since forever. Yeah, that's what I don't know. We just you know with Maxi and KP out, it, it just kind of is what it is. Um, I just I think uh, you know I I remember complaining a lot last year that we you know beat the really good teams and then lose to the bad teams. I, I would totally go back to last year. I, I'm down for beating good teams and losing to bad teams if we can kind of switch that trend because it gets well this month is going to be very telling if you look ahead you know the the celtics have been struggling like nobody's business um that'll be a really telling game there's enough tough spots on the schedule this month to where the mavericks have an opportunity to kind of show some progress um this is going to be wild for me to say but I'm going to be pretty pleased if they come out of this month. I think they play 13 games this month. If they come out of it seven and six, I'm going to be pretty excited. Uh, there's, it's just tough. Um, they between injuries and the fact that this team is is not playing like they have in past seasons. That sort of thing is is we just kind of got to hope that they weather some storms until they figure it out. I mean it. My my rage blackout um, against the Denver game was entirely justified. I got very little pushback, which usually I get a message or something from someone Mavs adjacent where it's just like, I really think you're off base about this. And nobody did anything to say to me on that because I, you know, I was just mad. Um, and, and this month, I think my long view picture is if they come out of, you know, back into November and they're anywhere kind of right around 500, then I'm going to be okay with that. Yeah, I... I, I, I agree to an extent. I just feel like the team is what it is. Like, we know it's going to be a struggle even getting to the second round, I think. And if this is kind of we see our ceiling, um, I, I just, in my opinion, think we need to try to make moves, whether 
it's to improve, which I actually wouldn't necessarily want to, but my, what I think we should do is just get off a KP salary. Like we heard, you know, it's his first healthy off season, just nonstop. And he's moving better, you know, at least before, you know, the two games he played and got inevitably injured again. But, you know, I think, my the trade idea that I had was trade him to the Celtics for maybe Al Horford and just get Anything. off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if if we could get off the money, I would totally be happy. Take that as a win. And to be honest, I think if you basically switch out KP and Al Horford, we do the exact same thing in the playoffs. The somebody sent me a uh, a Celtics trade that involved uh, KP and Josh Richardson, which was just beautiful trolling like i was so pissed (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know like it's so early and i just don't think they're gonna they're gonna you know cuban is the last person in the world to admit that he's wrong about anything i mean if you saw him today he was just so like he was so vested in his replies about whatever's going on with the regional sports networks and stuff that he he just you know he can't ever say okay you know i I wasn't i didn't see the future very well in 2015 when i resigned when i when i signed this deal which six years ago i don't blame him it's an accident but he can't come out and say that it's just impossible for him to say i made a mistake you know or Instead, he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm going to help out of my own pocket. I'm going to give back, you know, fifty dollars per ten for all ten thousand of these people who sign up for Direct TV. It's going to cost me two and a half million, as he dunked on uh, co-editor Josh Bow, which was very funny to me. But it's just like we didn't ask you how much it costs. To be like, we don't care. Like, I don't care about your money, man. I want you to build a good basketball team. The end. Everything else is 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 sidebar." Yeah, I it, it's been frustrating. I, I do think that we start getting better. Um, I don't know, just nervous with uh, you know Luca and I, you know it's still early on and all that. I get it. I just there's nothing to I have hope for. Like with Mark, I he's a impediment to hope. <laughs> At least in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it stinks. Like, I, I, I think sometimes we pile on too much, but other times not enough. Um, We'll see, though. We'll see. Well, thank you for coming up, buddy. You got anything else? No, no, that's it. Appreciate it, as always. Look forward to hearing. Uh... Yes, sir. All right. We've got plenty of folks. Hey, Jim. What's going on? How are we doing? Hit that unmute button. Hey, Kirk Henderson. How's it going? What's happening? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, I want to come on here and just be like uh, not a neutral voice per se. But uh, look, uh, today was the day that I decided in my head it's time to be done with KP. Sure. Okay. go ahead. We've not talked about KP a lot, and I would like to to expound. I I have a thought. So tonight against a, let's face it, they're a wonderful team, the Miami Heat. They played defensively super hard, super rough. It didn't matter if Chris House Porzingis was going to be playing tonight. They, the Miami Heat were going to be able to get to the paint and the rim whenever they wanted to. And Luka and Tim Hardaway Jr., they don't have help. 
There's no second star help. And we know this, like, obviously, oh, we're paying Chris Humps for is this much money. He's the second highest paid, or actually he's the first highest p- paid player on the team. He, he needs to have responsibility and yada, yada, yada. He needs to be the top voice and person on the team besides Luca. What's happening is, is that since he's so inconsistent lineup wise, the Mavs, they don't know. They don't know how to be able to tell whether it's like Jalen Brunson or Tim Hardaway Jr. Like, Hey, it's your time. You are that second option. You are the, Hey, we need to pass to other players or we need you to score a person. And neither of those players, Tim or Jalen, are getting paid enough or are capable capable enough to be the kind of players that can be uh, relied, relied upon. It's at that point. And I'm, I told uh, another green room this tonight. I'm on the Ben Simmons train. Like I would be able to take, I would be able to take Ben Simmons now because availability, like what's the quote about availability? Yeah. Well, and the greatest ready? ability is. A- yeah. It, yeah. It is really at that point. And look, if Ben Simmons has a bad attitude, fuck it. Who cares? He'd be available. And we know that if he got traded to this team, he would put in the effort. I like that you're just wishing. What you're wishing for is new pain. Like, you're not... What? Uh, you can call it new trauma. You really can. But, like, I'm at the point that, like, I want somebody who's actually going to be able to make an impact on this team offensively and defensively. Fuck the whole shooting with Ben Simmons. Screw that. Screw that. Look, if you're on the floor and you can make a positive impact offensively and defensively, more than Jalen and Tim do. And you could you could argue that Ben does that already defensively. You can't argue that offensively. But he would immediately be he would immediately help spacing wise, not like with his shooting, but with like just spacing other players out to help them get shots. Maybe as a secondary creator, like we've been so out calling, you know, or trying to call out for. Look, it's bad. It's bad. The Mavs don't have help. They need help. This is not a Jason Kidd problem. This is a roster problem like we talked about with the first person. This is a roster problem. No. Do, you have any, like, do you have any thoughts on that? Like, I'm sorry that I just went off. No, on no, that that's great. That's what this is literally what this is for. Some nights I don't have a lot to say. So I, I will say with, with Porzingis, I have, and, and I may write about this. I want everybody to understand that he wants to play. He really, really wants to play. This is not him uh, saying, oh, ouch, I'm hurting. It's the medical staff keeping him out. He always wants to prove people wrong because he hates what we're doing. He hates this kind of bashing. Um, it's why he speeds back. He, he's prideful. He thinks he's, you know, he's, he thinks he's better than he is, which is, you know, part of his confidence, but also part of his problem. But I, I, I will say that, that this is, it's just really deeply unfortunate. Because of how, you know, he, he has so many glaring biomechanical problems. Um, he, he's the tin man and, and has certain kinds of motions where he's just out of this world. And then other things, you know, you guys have heard me harp on this for two years. Seven foot three people need to come down on two feet. 
he dunks the ball and then lands on one leg or tries to dunk the ball, blocks people, soars for rebounds, that stuff. When you're that big, that sort of shock up your body is dangerous. That's a big argument Bill Simmons likes to make as far as seven foot three people. Like the history against them injury wise is not good. No, it's not good. I mean, he had 13 lower body injuries that caused him to miss time before he came to the Mavericks. It was the gamble that, and you know, we all convince ourselves that this time it'll be different. What's it's the, it's the, the scene from Arrested Development where it's just like, but maybe it'll work for us. Right. And it, it, you know, <laughs> I understand why they did it. To this day, I understand why they did it. But I went and looked at my my tweets from the week of the trade, and I was like, man, this could be a grenade. And it's not been an all-out one, but 60% of games, which is what he's played for Dallas, is not enough. You need you need more, and he's just not going to give it to us. But I do think it's not his fault. I think it's it's the kind of entire ownership structure that that doesn't seem to understand or won't won't leave, you know, they're, they're hugging to those first 20 games of the 1920 season when the Mavericks just ripped through teams and started out like 16 and five, they've been trying to get that back ever since. And unfortunately the league shifted under their feet over the last two years. And, you know, big guys are just not as valuable. Um, and then when they aren't really ever interested, you know, I, I just talked about this with Josh briefly, but there's been like kind of this very, kind of outside of reality discussion about, oh, look at what's happening with so-and-so on another team. They would have been a great Maverick. Well, maybe that was the case, but the Mavericks were never interested in anybody other than Kyle Lowry, okay? Like, we know this. Their their free agency wish list has been short for years, and that is because of who they've had running the team, which at the end of the day is Mark Cuban. I want everyone to take the atten- you know the, the passion that they have for this sort of stuff and frustration with like me and I get, you know, when, when I make a bad take or when Nick and Isaac make a, a, a bad take, there's just this desire to dunk on us, which you should don't, you know, dunk on me relentlessly, but I don't have any actual say like the, the, the team does. And instead they sell you, they sell us as a, as a league or as a, as a fan base. Ah, well, we know best. And, and my question is, do you, that's really kind of what it all comes down to. And so I, I think the KP discussion is mildly moot because, you know, they, they made they made the choice. It was a good gamble that hasn't paid off and probably won't. And now they have to figure out what to do next. I suspect KP comes back tomorrow night and looks pretty good. I suspect he has a pretty good season. I really am still hopeful for that. If he does not come back tomorrow night, then I have actual concerns because that will be five games. They probably made the choice. They won't. They wanted him to play one of these two games. And then they set him out for one of them. So if he doesn't come back tomorrow, yes. That'd be two back-to-backs. That'd be two back-to-backs. Like, at that point, you know, we've – the lower back tightness injury has been seen as kind of like a eh, – I don't know if it's actually lower back tightness or if it's like, oh, this is actually lower back it tightness. It probably is real because, like, he had a couple of dunks that – or a dunk attempts that last game and got blocked or missed both of them. And, like, that sort of thing – like – that hurts. And and he has so many other issues biomechanically where it's just like, if he does one thing wrong, he does everything wrong. So, I mean, I get it. I really do get it. I'm worried. I, look, like you said, if he does miss this next game, there, there's going to be serious issues. Like, he was questionable sure. tonight, right? Uh, what Do you think that was a political move by the Mavs? I mean, they were choosing between one or two games. They have to be. That's what I have to believe right now until I until tomorrow.
Okay. So if he does miss tomorrow, what Anger, do you feel? rage, passion. We'll have we'll talk it all out only on MavsMoneyBall.com's group therapy. Oh, posted on the green room. The best advertisement. <laughs> the best advertisement you could have ever had for your own green room. <laughs> I can't even I can't even say anything about that. <laughs> God, you got damn. anything else, Jim? I got a few more people I should bring up. No, no, I, I could go after that. You, you, I could go after that. Damn it. <laughs> I'll talk to you tomorrow night, Jim. You have a good night. So, yeah, you too, Kurt. Later. Okay. Matt, make it quick. Guys, Matt Phillips here wrote the recap tonight at MavsMoneyMall.com. You should go check it out. Uh, Matt writes very directly. Uh, so just a couple things. One, this game made it super clear how much better shape the Heat are than we are as a team. Not just Luka, but the whole team. It looked to me like the end of the game and, and Coach Carter when they play Ooh, and the whole call. other team is just like, is just like struggling. He's like, we've been running all game. They're tired. We've been running all game. And that's just, that's how it felt to me is just, we were exhausted because they ran the whole game and they're just in better shape than we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, in general, I am the king of the Dwight Powell is terrible and we should not play him and everything. But in this one particular game, given who was available, who else are we going to play? I want to see I mean, Moses make mistakes rather than Willie. I mean, I'm open to that. I like Moses. I actually have been really heavy on I want Luca to play what some center. What about Josh Green? Um, Can he play center? Can't, he can't seem to play small forward. Uh, he can't play basketball, so that's the problem. Um, but no, actually, I thought Luca did the best job of guarding Bam in the post a few times. Now he also did some terrible stuff defensively, as as he always does. He has a few quality defensive possessions where you're like, man, he could be a good defender. And then he had just a terrible, like a couple where he just dropped everything. But overall, yeah, that's the main thing I wanted to say is just it looked like we were in really bad shape, and they're in really good shape, and then. I, I don't think we had any better options than Powell today. Hello? I get it. You're probably right. You got anything else? Nope, that's it. I'm trying to be quick. All right. I appreciate you, Matt. You're the best. And uh, that, that salt, that ring in the background there reminded me of a robot chicken episode uh, where uh, Palpatine gets a phone call from Vader. It's like, <laughs> go for Papa Palpatine. Sorry, I've had a couple of cocktails. All right, guys. Uh, Akiva, what's happening? I'm good, Kirk. Uh, very nice talking to you again. So, so I'll tell you, I disagree with the people that say, oh, it's just the roster and kid is not a problem. So for tonight's game, you had four bigs available to play, right? Sure. You had, you had Dwight Powell. And you had, uh, uh, what's his name? Willie Cauley-Stein, I wish I forgot his name, never remember it again. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you had Moses Brown and you had Boban. So uh, you played uh, Powell 25 minutes. You got uh, whatever, like you, you did get eight rebounds from him. You got uh, one block, you got six points. You played Willie Cauley-Stein 19 minutes. You got zero points. You got three rebounds. You got one assist, and you got a turnover and no blocks. And you played uh, Boban for two minutes, and you played Moses Brown in garbage time for two minutes. The only only yeah. two of those four bigs actually play big, and that is Moses Brown and Boban. 
And you got to be a patient guy when you throw. You got to know what you expect from a player. So you don't expect Boban to uh, to be flying around there like a rocket. You don't expect you expect a f- couple of errors from here and there, some mistakes from a young player like Moses Brown. But from a thousand miles away, without being at practice, just watching them, f- watching Moses Brown for a couple of minutes, he plays like a big. Okay, I can tell that. So. Why are you yeah. playing? You should have played the opposite. The 25 minutes should have been Boban and 19 minutes at least Moses Brown, and you would have plugged up the lane. They got eaten up inside. If you can't even, as a coach, see that, you have no business out there. We have no chance. So there was – Boban is a tough sell. There was one – there were two plays where Boban – and this is just a movement thing because he's so big – but Kyle Lowry threaded two absolutely incredible passes right past Boban's hip, like bounce passes. And that's just what happens to Boban. He gets really ripped apart in, in pick-and-roll situations. It's tough. Now, I do want more Moses Brown for some of the things I've already said where I, I can live with his – and part of, this is partially why I can live with Powell – to a degree, I live with mistakes that are based that that as long as you are playing hard and as long as you are trying to make the right read. Willie plays small. Powell just is is, is not big enough. Um, and but Moses is is wide. He plays as, he's kind of out of control. And I would have liked to seen some out of control. So I, I get what you I, I get what you mean. I, I will say this about when people talk about the roster in relation to kid. I think most people have accepted the kid is not going anywhere. Um, unlike me, who has my my silent jihad against him. Um, so it's like you fix the like you kind of want to talk about the problems that the Mavericks may actually adjust this year. Like they're going to this this roster that we have now is not going to be the same roster that they have by. Yeah, 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 but yeah, but Kirk, you didn't you didn't think Carlisle was going anywhere anywhere? Also, I didn't. And, but and, and, and Carlisle also quit. <laughs> like it wasn't like human fire. I think I think he saw the handwriting sure. on the wall. Luca was gonna fire sure, him but anyway. it's it's that to me that's different than Cuban making the decision. And that's yeah, where, Cuban is an idiot. Really Cuban hated. is an idiot. I'm sorry. As a basketball <laughs> owner, franchise owner, he's an idiot. He may be a genius in other ways, making money. As a basketball owner, he's a total idiot. And that's why. And that's why we're in the pickle. We Willie Cauley Stein. I watched him setting setting picks. He sets picks like a girl. He really does. I mean, he, he doesn't like contact. Yeah. He, why are you? Before the season started, I said to myself, if I see Willie call his time play another two minutes, I know that kid is not a good coach. And that's what. And that's that's exactly what we're saying. He, you know. So I think we all agree about like the 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 basics. It's like how you get there. I I I, I understand though. You got anything else for us tonight? And that's about it. Just uh, thanks, thanks for coming thanks up. For letting me back. Vent. Yes, thank you. Of okay. course. All right, coming up next, Tyron. How we doing? Hey, Matt. Can you hear me? I can. You sound great. All right. So real quick, I know you got to go. I just think it's really funny that uh, we keep talking about the roster. We've been saying this for how long now? Yeah. So if I have a tire for three years, that's about the blow. And I keep patching it up. Don't you think it's time for a new tire? 
I do. I really, really do. And I mean, putting Jason Kidd in the fucking Mr. Rogers sweater is the biggest PR stunt. That's not going to fix anything. And frankly, I'm tired of it. I'm just tired of it. We need a complete refresh, a complete redo. And that's it. That's all I got. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming up. Hope you come back. Absolutely. All right. Coming up next, we got, yeah, it really does look like a Mr. Rogers sweater. I apparently looked into it. They're quarter zips, but they're not something that's going to be available to the public. My dad, my dad fit needed it and it's just not available because it uses an old logo. So it's probably something team issued. Coming up next, we got Alex. Alex was cracking. Hey, just one second. Stepping outside. It's, sure. Oh. All right. Can you hear me all right? I can't. Oh, nothing much. I was actually at this kind of, I don't want to say that it was a bad game, but I was there. And I honestly missed all of the good Mavs possessions, seeing that I arrived at halftime after horrible traffic. So oh, no. I got to watch the collapse. But So it's your fault. Yeah. So I, I understand now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely was not planning for the amount of traffic. But then again, I don't live in DFW, so that's on me. But yeah. honestly, about this game, I've got to say it doesn't it doesn't confirm or just like blast away anything that I didn't already know. Right. Or think because I mean, the Heat are one of the best teams in the NBA right now. I mean, both record-wise. Yes, they are. Role, it's my personal belief that if they played their best five players without Hero off the bench, they have the best starting lineup in the NBA. There's something. There's something right now. It was. It was. It wasn't even. You know, normally I get really frustrated when the Mavs are getting beat, but it's just they execute. It really was. Oh, and to make matters worse, I went to the game with a buddy who's a Heat fan. Oh, see, yeah, see that you've just made choices tonight. I've, I'm I've sorry. made a lot of choices, but but all things considered, it was fun to go see the Mavs. It was a good game. Wore Jalen Brunson jersey, and Brunson went off. Finally, ended up buying one. But honestly, back to points about the game. I just think that I'm done with all the KP stuff, and I've sat on the hill for a while. Sat on the hill. Sat on the hill, and. I'm just ready for it to be over. I really am. I get it. What I'd love to see, it. and this is going to be a hot take, but watching the Heat just made me want it even more. I know it's probably not going to happen. It's not realistic. Sixers wouldn't want it. But swing for Ben Simmons. I would absolutely love to see Simmons on this team if you could convince him to play the five. Even the four. Next to Luka, like what the Heat do with Bam, He'd be really good. He'd be unbelievable at that. Bring there's up the floor, no, some possession. No question. Yes, that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. when they focus on the ball handlers, you let Bam bring it up the floor and make a play. He's good enough off the dribble. I think that would be absolutely insane. Will it ever happen? No. But tonight's the night for optimism. So I don't really want to think about this game. I like it. Well, you go. You go have some fun in Dallas. Don't don't stay out too late. Oh, uh, I will. Well, thank you. you All right, man. You have a good night. Okay, coming up next, my man Lance. What's going on? What's going on, Kirk? Let's fly through it. All right, well, I'm just going to keep saying this all year long. Mavs have their pick. They were down two of their better 
post defenders. Luca was the best post defender. Uh, Dwight Powell was taking uppers while Willie Collie Stein was taking downers. <laughs> so, what do you expect? I mean, he's one of the best defensive teams, and miraculously, with Hilari now one of the better shooting teams in the league, which is not something I, I could have said a couple of years ago, even with you know Duncan Robinson on the team. The only thing that really pissed me off is ha- uh, TNT spent their whole halftime even humoring the Tyler Hero, Trey Young, Luca conversation. I just, I just thought that was weird way of using 15 minutes of halftime, but yeah, that's all I got to say, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's really nothing confirming as the last guy said. So at least they made it close, made it fun game in the first quarter. So that's all you can ask for against one of the better teams in the league. That's right. And they get a chance tomorrow night to, to, to win again. So indeed, man. All right. You have a good night, Lance. Thank you. Mm, Bye. All right, Chris, what's going on? Uh, can you hear me, Kurt? Uh, if I had a dollar for every time I've seen Dwight Powell fall down or pat his chest saying, my bad, I'd be rich. Uh, I think we all be rich, right? Yeah, there was a play in the end where he just got basically thrown to the baseline by a um, Bam out of bio shot attempt. And it was just like, man. Ragdoll. He, sometimes he just looks like an offensive lineman who gets beat on it. You know, it just – is he capable of just getting an offensive rebound? I mean, I, I'm wondering what his plus minus is. I'm not big on, you know, looking into detail on those kind of things, but I wonder what his plus minus is. Just him. tonight was negative ten, but he, he, okay. you know, it, most of the starters were in negative. So, just a matter. I mean, if we had like someone like Bam Adebayo on, on our team, good lord! I mean, with all those alley oops he was getting, I mean, just don't get. He's starting all these games. I know KP's out, but he's starting all these games. He's finishing all these games. They just. I just don't get it. I know Moses Brown needs to develop some more, but put him in the game. It couldn't be any worse than what's going on right now. I mean, that would just I tend to agree. Fix one of our problems, but you know, with KP, I think you know I, we're playing the Spurs tomorrow, so I know it's back to back game. So he's most likely probably going to play tomorrow. I hope, but just if he's not, I mean, I don't know. I'm starting to think that there is there a trade brewing. I mean, five straight games for a lower back tightness. If he if he doesn't play tomorrow. I'm just wondering, are they really, are they just holding him out? You know, just a. No, no, he has negative trade value. He has nothing. Like, yeah, true. Yeah, true. Yeah. I, I think I, I, it's, it's just got to be for just, it's early part of the season. They're up, you know, they're, their goal is to make the playoffs every year, but I wish they would really aim for a high seed. And I just, that's probably not, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's odd. And you know, it just feels. I mean, we're four and three. It just feels worse than it is. You know, because oh, sure, offense, we've lost by like, every game we've lost. We've lost by an average of twenty four points. Like if you go check, um, my favorite thing yeah. to do. I'm just going to look at this because there's been enough time. If you go check the standings, one of the things like like uh, point differential is really important for judging how good a team is. All right, so you go to the West. The Utah Jazz is number one in the West, five and one. They have a point differential of twelve point nine. Golden State Warriors two in the West. Point differential, 7.8. Dallas Mavericks, third in the West at 4-3. and three. Point differential, negative 6.1. <laughs> it is so, like, and to, for, for, for further context, yeah. in the Eastern Conference, there is no top eight team that has a negative point differential. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, some, I mean, it's early on in the season, you know, some of those early uh, wins that were just, they felt like losses. I mean, last mm-hmm. season, though, how many times did we lose against those teams we should have won? 
So it's a good sign so far that we're, we're at least closing out games. I know we're better on defense, but just, uh, uh, I don't know. I just, this whole KP thing, I, I'm rooting for him, you know, like the beginning of the season, I'm like, let's one more season. Let's see how this goes. But just the fact that he's not on the floor and I, it's frustrating, but I think he will play tomorrow. There's no way he would miss five straight games for back or maybe he will. Who knows? So we'll see, but well, thanks for coming up, Chris. Hope to see you tomorrow night. Yes, sir. Have a good day. All right. Come in. We're going to bring everybody up just because we don't have a lot of people left. Josh, what's up? Hello. How you doing? Hey, what's up, Kirk? How are you? Yeah, yeah. Um, first time um, joiner, but long time listener. Oh, shoot. I should have I brought you up early. Oh, no. No, no. It's all good. Thank you. Appreciate you. Um, I've been an optimist for a long time. Um, with, with letting kid, you know, figure out (laughs) what's going on fiddle. The weird thing is I don't see a lot of fiddling, especially tonight when watching that game and watching Dwight Powell, who I'm also an optimist about because he puts so much energy in, even though he's so undersized, but man, he was just getting more abused than I actually think I've ever seen him abused. And I've watched pretty much every game every Mavericks game since he's been there. And I would have thought that he would have just said, okay, well, this is just useless. So throw Moses Brown in. (laughs) And I just don't understand. I don't, I really tonight made me join this chat and ask to speak just because I'm literally like, that's not fiddling. That's just shitting the bed. <laughs> I knew, and then laying in it. I've I've been watching the injury report all day because if Bam Adebayo wasn't going to play, then it'd be kind of a small ball fest, which would have been really fun to watch between those two teams. Um, but instead, it was Bam was just really a key, a key. He's just he just made the, the biggest difference for that team, and it's it's frustrating because I, I had a feeling this was exactly how it was going to go down because I don't think they trust Moses in any way, shape, or form, which I understand, but I also just wish they would try um and and instead it's it's been kind of the the you know the the overarching discussion is they have the Mavericks have six centers in a league where bigs are kind of easy to find and the Mavericks don't have any of them that they really really like it's frustrating yeah and I mean look I mean if you want to stick with your guy and he's showing you energy but he just bam out of bio was just bruising I mean it just looked awful and it's like there's a certain point where you're just like let's just throw this kid in and let him show energy and let him you know let him try to compete with this dude and let him get some minutes and let him learn make some mistakes and do that and who knows maybe it pays off but also with him being such with bam being such a bruiser and them just shooting unconsciously it, it was hard but but anyway that's really all i got i just was uh, this time I was truly astounded that Dwight Powell played as much as he did. And it didn't feel like 25 minutes. It felt like eternity. Sure. Well, well we appreciate you coming up, Josh. Hope you come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cheers. All right, good night, guys. Okay, so here's the deal. Hope everybody feels a little better after uh, getting all that out of our system. Like I keep telling everyone, I think people should join this because it's a lot better than 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 doom scrolling. Um, we'll be back tomorrow night. Uh, Josh and I will record after the game, and then I'll be on here where we will talk. Um, yeah. 
you know, this sucks, but uh, they're still four and three and somehow third in the West, which is hilarious. All right, guys, Kirk Henderson, MavsMoneyBall.com. Please subscribe. Please tell your friends. Uh, spread the word. We just had a preposterous October, probably our best month uh, for this part of the year that we've ever had since doing podcasts. So we really appreciate all your support. And it's people like y'all that make everything happen. All right, guys, we will see you tomorrow night. Everyone have a great Wednesday.